G'day everybody and welcome to the House of Mario, the South Australian Nintendo podcast that is backed by a 120 power star rating. I'm your host Drew Agnew and the doors to episode 227 are open. This week on the show, we're going to be talking about that bloody gorgeous Splatoon 3 limited edition Nintendo Switch OLED. The mighty Bowser turns to Lego and while June is behind us with no direct... What would we have wanted to see it's from Nintendo anyway? No, they got a few games coming out anyway. You know, it's all good. Life's all right. And to talk yeah. all about that is my good mate, it's Bryce DeWitt. Bryce, nice to have you joining us. It's me. It's me. Bryce DeWitt. Yeah, it is. So, it's me. Bryce, how you been the last week? We've been, um, you sent me a bit of a message today. You, you, you've been a house dad and I was also being a house dad, getting around, you know? We were, we were, we were being dads. Yeah, being yes. bloody dads. Being, being bloody dads. Yeah, now getting, I getting chuffed. You know, the last five months, I I understand you a bit more. You know, you're getting around. Look, you're bloody. Well, you're getting bloody chuffed when you're reading the news. You're bloody just loving Mars bars. My like, what's with Bryce? But yeah. he's been a dad for six years. It's really worn on the man. And mm. I'm not even half a year in, and I'm bloody loving the daily news as well. I'm watching what's animal it? documentaries on TV. It's amazing what sperm whales get up to. Yeah, I know, right? It really is. They're just how they just uh, get their big spermy boys. Big spermy Mm. boys, yeah. No, it's unreal. Now talking about dads and big spermy boys. Um, Spermy boys. Jesus Christ! (laughs) What a way to start the show, eh? I know. It's nice to have a nice to have a chat with you, anyway, Bros. If uh, if anything, it's been a little bit. Yeah, it's been a little bit. I didn't catch up with you. Uh, I said to you. I said to you the week prior. Uh, I, I wanted to like you know make more of an effort, concerted effort to at least like pop around mm-hmm. um, and say hello during the week, even if we don't get an episode done. I didn't do it this week. Oh yeah. <laughs> after saying that last week, because what a, I was sick. What a liar, everyone. God. I know, I know, but I was sick. It's not good. I didn't want you to have it, but it turns out you you were sick anyway. So. Yeah, it's true. I um I come down with the. The KFC virus. Um, I thought it was just bloating from the KFC, but it turned out to be something a bit more sinister. But the KFC was like, "Drew, we're coming out. We're coming out the same end we went in, mate. We're not. To, we're not. We're not doing the usual rigmarole when we go straight down. No, it was a. It was a bad, bad affair. But um, yeah, been sort of working over the weekend too. So I haven't had a whole lot to sort of game, but we'll touch on that a, a bit later, Bryce. Um, Let's kick off with some housekeeping. I just want to touch on some things because we started our very first house game gathering the other day with a few members from our Discord community talking all about Kid Icarus on the NES. Uh, it was really fun. So if you want to go and check that out, it's on Encore at the House of Mario feed on all podcast services. Really enjoyed that one. And typically, <laughs> I have been sort of cross-promoting a lot of stuff from the other podcasts on this show, but... You know, you've got to start moving some of you guys over there. Say, you know, you want, you want some extra content? Go and check it out. Completely free. Please enjoy. Yep. But yeah. And it's content you can participate with too. Yeah, sure. You can join in the House of Murray Discord. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, typically I set a time and um, people rock up and it's all good. And uh, even if people don't rock up, I'll probably just do it myself because I think it's one of those things where I'm not going to rely on people to show up. But I was really happy to see Tam... Um, uh, Wacko, Jacko, and Sam rock up. I'm like, oh, this is nice. And yeah. Tam was out of the blue. The other two said they'll be interested in joining in. Um, Metadox, he said, I think it was running a bit late from work or some social yeah, affair. He was, yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. Oh, How dare you? Yeah. How dare you have a life as an 18 year old or however old you are? Jesus. Whoa. When I was 18, I, I was just sat at home just waiting to be on a podcast. 
Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what both of us did. That's, that's how we a, got where we are today, you know. That's a lie. Um, mm. But the, the next house game gathering we're going to be doing is Star Tropics, which is available on your Nintendo Switch online subscription. So come yes, and jump is. in that towards the end of the month. It'll be a lot of fun. And also, I just want to say a big thank you to Sync, who's our uh, more most recent, uh, I guess, new member to our Patreon. So thank you very yeah. much. And they also jumped in our Discord, and I'll just uh, quote them for what they said in our feedback channel. And they they say, "Loving the podcast. I listened, I listened about when I believe it first started about three four years ago, but I forgot the name until a couple of months ago. Uh, great to see that it's still running. And I wanted to thank you too for still doing this wonderful podcast. Well, sync, no, no worries, mate. Beautiful. And thank you Thanks, so man. much for you know supporting us financially and also leaving some yeah. nice feedback and enjoying the show." Yeah. Yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Do we need to say the name of the show more often just to really put it into people's minds? Like the House of Mario. The House of Mario. House of Mario. No. House of Mario. Bryce, it's not House of Mario. It's the House House of Mario. No, House of Mario the. House of Mario the. Okay. You you know a pet peeve of mine. When people like use the acronym, just HOM, we're not not hummus, all right? It's it's FOM. We're not a spread. It's FOM. With the yeah. House of Mario, we're not just a House of Mario. We're not, we're not one of just the the mushroom houses in Mario Bros. Three getting around here. We're the House of Mario. We're the kingdom. The, yeah, it's Tom. Mm-hmm. Tom. 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 Always has been. Always has been Tom. Yeah. Anyway, that's enough of that. I got I got a Guru geek out for this week, Bryce. I want to watch oh, yeah. Thor: Love and Thunder. Um, oh yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, basically, uh, Lucas and Chantel were out of town for a bit, and I was pretty disappointed because I was working, so I was like, I can't. I can't utilize it for gaming and that. And I was like, I just want to get out of the house. So I went to the cinemas, watched Thor. Thought it was really fun. It's just, a, it's, you know, it's a, it's a Marvel film. Really funny. And there's some sort of moments in there which are pretty pretty sad, you know, you know, for a Marvel film. You, know? <laughs> you get to the end, you're like, oh, that's, that sucks. Um, <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. Um, snuck in my KFC, had a large popcorn. I didn't go for a jumbo popcorn bra, so I just went for the large because I had the KFC with me. And that was not the KFC that made me sick, by the way. <laughs> I, I went back. There was on, another lot of KFC. I went back. Yeah, no, I was um, really trying to play out the bachelor life. Just like, you know, just oh, what's a <laughs> yeah. what's what's KFC two times in a in a row going to do to me? Uh, apparently, fuck me up for two days. All right. So <laughs> am I 28 yet? I, th- I think so. I think. <laughs> you poor little thing. Holy shit. Yeah. So I no, really enjoyed that movie. It's nice to get at the house. I haven't been to the cinemas and actually hasn't been that long. We went and watched Sonic, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, so she hasn't been that long. No, hasn't been <laughs> It's been Chantel, but hasn't been able to um, get herself away from the baby. But, yeah. <laughs> but, but Ben enjoying that. Have you been doing anything fun? Anything you'd like to geek out about? Um, oh, not particularly. I think just like... Um Streaming, I talk about it a lot, but it's actually it's, it's, like, it's every week. But you know that's fine, Bryce. If that's what you're happy about, that's great. Mate, no, yeah, because it just grows, man. And like you know, um, finding finding solace in community and like bouncing ideas off other people for stream has been pretty pretty good overall. And um, we just sort of we just sort of keep we keep doing it pretty pretty naturally without even thinking too much about it. Like we don't have to sort of sit there and question question like this and that or like make too many times up or whatever we just kind of go hey you're busy it's like nah it's like okay you want to play a video game yeah sweet so it's be good um and uh in the meantime like it's also got some sort of uh creative juices flowing to sort of um like watching other people do different stuff and 
seeing how maybe I can implement sort of things like that as well. And yeah, it's just been good. It's been good. It's taken me out of a, a cycle of just doing the same thing over and over again into doing something a bit more creative at home, which is nice. So yeah, because you've been playing, yeah. you've been playing Crowd Control Wind Waker, which has been started that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, where, so where are you up to, by the way? Uh, we got up to the Forbidden Forest, um, or Forsaken Forest. No, no, Forbidden Forest. Uh, so second dungeon. Um, did not <laughs> did not come without its difficulties. Yeah, I was about to say it's uh, probably the hardest, uh, but the hardest run of Wind Waker you've ever. Hour and um, a half. Well, well, the first hour and a half, we 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 were doing out uh, outset island stuff, and it took us that hour and a half to realize that we'd actually sequence broken the game by doing some stupid shit, um, which, yeah, that's great. So I had to restart the game again yeah. and turn off crowd control to do that bit again so it wouldn't sequence break again. And um, there was like, at, at one point, I, I got I got shit scared because there's like this one option in the crowd control options called Tinkle. <laughs> right. right. When somebody activates it, you just get warped to this weird fucking room that I guess is in the game. Oh, okay. It's just like hidden, and I think I think it's I think it's got I think I think it stands for Tingle Uncle because there's multiple Tingles. They're like the Tingle family in the game, and when you leave the room, you spawn on Tingle Island. So I have a feeling like it was like Tingle's uncle's room, and he's like it's this fucking eccentric artist, I guess, because it's just weird. Anyway, and um, I left the room, but it was in and it was at such a time where it's just like oh no the boat wants me to go on the path like it doesn't want me to go anywhere but the path mm. like if you try to sail off it in the main in the in like in the game as per normal it's just like hey you can't go this way yet we need to go straight to dragon roost because you know reasons it's it's important um and so i was like oh no and then i couldn't get back in the boat i'm like oh no we fucked it again like oh no i got to start all over again and then no, it wasn't the case. I drowned. I drowned and got back into the boat. So that was a positive. But then the boat's like, hey, we're off the path. And then he just like sailed away for five minutes, just into the distance. He just fucking like, he just <laughs> left my field of vision, just went and kept sailing. I'm like, oh no, we fucked that. I'm like, it's going to load too much of the map now and it's going to crash. But no, surprisingly, we didn't. But the boat just sailed. It just went for five minutes. It just... <laughs> Just disappeared. Your boat just yeeted. Like, whoa. Yeah, he's like, he's like, he's like, hey, you're off the path. And then he just like fucking sailed away. I'm like, excuse me? What the fuck is going on? And I'm like, oh, no, we fucked it again. But no, we didn't. And we've actually made it to a point where I don't think we could possibly sequence break anymore. So I think we're okay. So I fingers crossed, okay. yeah. So if people want to go and watch that, Bryce, so where can they find that? Uh, at uh, twitch.tv forward slash Revan Cross. You can find that particular ditty. On Wednesdays, ten thirty uh, Australian Central, uh, for four hour streams at a time. I think it's like it starts early morning for the US, like six AM ish, um, depending on where you are, and then you know maybe eight AM ish on other places, and maybe you know a little bit earlier than that on other places. So, um, but uh, yeah, general logistics. I think it's like it's like six AM PT, something like that. Man, come yeah. and uh, come and torture me. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, it's it's good fun torturing you anyway. I I haven't um I haven't been torturing you too much. I just sort of I gave you a sub. That wasn't torture. <laughs> no, that's that's free Bezos money, mate. Yeah, free mm-hmm. Bezos money. He needs it. He, he needs to go back to back to space so we can just launch him into the sun. 
Give me all that Bezos money. Oh, Jeffrey. Um, so, all right, let's move on to some game impressions, Bryce. You've got a couple of things here. You've been, have you been playing Monster Hunter Rise? Mm, yeah, I have. Um, getting back into it. Have you, um, you trying to get into the expansion or what's the go? I can get there now, but uh, I haven't. I haven't yet. Um, so I've I haven't been playing it on Switch. I've been playing it on PC um, because uh, I feel like I feel like it's easier to get people in on the PC version, and like it's more convenient in ways. I definitely mm-hmm. want um, like Sunbreak for the Switch, and I will get it eventually. But at the moment, I have it on PC. Um, but uh, yeah, at the moment, I'm just sort of like trying to get back into the groove of playing Monster Hunter, um, which is. You know, after putting it down for some time, it's, it's a little bit of a challenge because you're like, "Oh shit, I'm like I'm bad again." Holy <laughs> shit! I would imagine. And yeah. like, you know, uh, and like monsters that I have plenty of experience with, like uh, Diablos and stuff like that, thanks to World, um, are now all of a sudden just like, "Holy shit, I'm just getting beaten by these fucking assholes every time." Um, but there's also like a lot of content that I I didn't get to experience in. Um, base game, base, uh, base game, Monster Hunter Rise, um, post post launch. Um, like I never beat Camellios and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm, I got to throw up stream tonight. So I'm actually thinking about playing Monster Hunter Rise and seeing sort of how it can go. Oh yeah. Yep. Um, got to beat like Camellios and stuff like that. And then there's like a couple of extra things that have sort of come up. And then I don't really want to start uh, Sunbreak just yet until I actually do those things because I, I feel I feel like I'm obligated to do them. So. <laughs> Um, I might do some of that tonight and see how that goes and, yeah, just have a time playing, I guess. Yeah. No no rush uh, to sort of get it finished, just to meet some, I guess, well, uh, your own requirements. You know, I want to I wanna play Sunbreak, but um, I'm, not in a, I'm not in a huge rush right now. I'm, like, pretty okay. Um, I will talk about it eventually when, um, you know, I get around to it. I'll come on the podcast and talk about it, considering it's obviously, like, a huge title for the Switch. Um, and I'll give my thoughts on Sunbreak. Won't really matter. It won't differentiate differentiate too much if it's between PC and PC and Switch. But um, you know, I probably will be playing it on PC first before I play it on Switch. So just keep that in mind. Uh, but performance wise, it shouldn't change jack shit. It should just run how Monster Hunter Rises always ran anyway. Mm. So yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And you've got you've got here. So Bryce, you, you put together the notes here. So I'm just going through what you wrote here. Um, <laughs> you go more and more info trickles for Xenoblade Chronicles Three. Now, have you been playing Xenoblade Chronicles Three, Bryce, or, you, or have you? No, put no, no, it- no, no, no. There's more. Like I, I think it's been a constant stream, um, and it has been. Like there's been more teasers and sort of like little gameplay snippets that have been coming out and stuff like that. That's like beyond the scope of the direct that happened the other day. Um, and uh, it's becoming a pretty constant flow now, uh, to the point where it's it's like hype build up is actually sort of rising rising mm. quite high. Um, I think uh, <laughs> is it getting out? Th- yeah, it is a bit. Yeah, <laughs> like I I, I kind of want to look into it more, but at the same time, I don't want to look into it more. Um, I just yeah, I want the game to come out at this point. But it's it's really sort of um, it's really sort of starting to draw its highs and um, sort of. Uh, really really pique my interest anyway so i'm i'm sort of yeah i'm 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 very i'm very tempted to just open the video for the direct and just go watch it to be honest but i've been i've held out this far uh i've got it was like 17 more days or something like that yeah you're almost there if you want to go and, and uh, like spoiler free or just completely blind yeah try and hold and off, like yeah. 
the problem is, is as well is that um, as as we'll sort of talk about in the news, there was there's also like a showing happening and like a Tokyo Game Show type deal that's happening uh, this um, this week. I think it's this week or next week, one of the two. So there'll be even more. So yeah, I guess we'll see. We will. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And I guess uh, as, as far as I've gone, I haven't played too much. I've been trying to sort of get around some stuff while looking after Lucas. And mm-hmm. uh, this, this is a question I want to ask you later. It's just like, how, how do you like find the gaming time around your bloody kids? But um, <laughs> I got it, I got into like a Lego Star Wars, uh, the Skywalker saga, just for a little bit, um, just while I could. I played for about five minutes before I, need, I was needed elsewhere. But I was just like following, um, following a droid. I'm like, all right, this is a bit boring. I just want to go around and smash Lego bits. Then I get to the second <laughs> level and I'm just following Jar Jar Binks. I'm like, all right, I might as well just watch the movie at this point. <laughs> like, I'm like, hurry up. I don't have that much time. I just want to go and like, you know, Lego, yeah. it's like one of those things I just want to jump into and just play it. <laughs> I don't need like right. the, the uncharted cutscene to re- really get me into the story. I'm like, I, I understand. So I played like probably 20 minutes of that. Um, so then I thought, let's do something a bit familiar, something I can just chuck down and not worry too much. So I booted up Pokemon Shining uh, Pearl again. I'm like, since the Pokemon, uh, it's not Pokemon Bank, Pokemon Home compatibility is now linked up with the game. I'll put my Pokemon into it so I can unlock the National decks and get the Shiny Charm in that game. So if I want to get a Shiny Arceus or a Shiny Darkrai, I can do that. And uh, mm-hmm. I found out there's some really weird glitches as far as the compatibility goes. So there's two Pokemon you cannot transfer into the game. And that's Spinder and Ninkata. And Ninkata is a Pokemon that uh, evolves into two separate Pokemon at level 20. If you have a spare uh, space in your party, it becomes um, like a Shedinja and a Ninjask. And Pokemon Home, it basically triggers the uh, the cloning sort of mechanism in it. That no. it, it's, uh, Ninkata is basically a clone. So I was like, all right, so you can't transfer it into the game. So I had to go and catch my own. That's easy enough. It's in the underground, in the in the grass area. I'm like, okay, that's fair enough. Bit weird. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Spinder, Spinder, it's Pokemon Home. It's really weird because Spinder, it's got like millions and millions of different patterns depending on its like EVs and IVs. So its pattern for its spots on its body can be wherever. And that's been, that's been around since Generation 3, Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire. And mm-hmm. for some reason... The way the algorithm works in Pokemon Home, it just cannot put it into current games. So you can put a po- you can put it into Pokemon Home, but you probably can't get it out. It's a really it's a really weird That's workaround. So weird. And in um in Shining Shining Pearl, the only way they get Spinders with uh, uh, swarms, and that's just depending on each day. There's there's a different swarm in the region. So I've just mm-hmm. got to turn it on each day and like, all right, where's is there a Spinder swarm? No, all right. Try it again tomorrow, and I tried resetting the dates and stuff. It doesn't seem to affect it. That's so stupid. So I'm like, oh, like so annoying, so annoying. Why can't I've got the damn Why thing? Can't it just work, yeah. So yeah, there's some there's some really weird stuff as far as like Pokemon Home goes, just with how like all these different games, different algorithms, different mechanics, just all coming together. And when you put mm-hmm. Pokemon from like, Pokemon Legends Arceus. Um, back into like a normal Pokemon game. It just like gets rid of so many sort of stat attributes and moves that are only in each game. And 
if you like move it back into home, it can lose those. If you put then put it back into Arceus, it won't have them anymore. You got to really decide like where you want each Pokemon. I know that it's not a not an easy thing to program for, but I think the Spinder one's a bit a bit stupid. A bit a bit. Well, so it's annoying at very least for poor Drury. I just want my shiny charm, Matt. That's all I want. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, also, I got here just with an update on my Steam Deck. I said uh, mm-hmm. last week that uh, Drury got duped. Drury uh, mm-hmm. did not get a did not get a Steam Deck. He bought one. He put the money out, but one was, was never coming in the mail. But eBay no. stepped in and they've uh, refunded the money. So thank fuck for that. Thank God for that. Very disappointing. I, I was I was so excited, Bryce. I was so excited. And I was so, so I disappointed. Disappointment. <laughs> and uh, disappointment. like today, there was, um, I think the neighbor was getting something delivered. I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe the Steam Deck just uh, found its way in that truck. Who, who knows? Maybe, maybe it wasn't a scam. Maybe it was the, you know, there's the 1% in the back of the brain. Like, oh, come on. Come on. You got a free Steam Deck if you got the refund too. That'd be nice. But it's, uh, <laughs> it's not what it is. So, bugger. No, no. You failed. It failed. Mm. But before getting to the news, bros, I just want to ask you, like, when when Evie was uh, a baby, did you find it hard to sort of play games or did you always need, like, attention? or Like, like I, I mean, like, apart from just, like, the obvious things, but was it just always needed to be played with? Um, no, nah, she was pretty independent for the most part. Yeah. Didn't have too much trouble. But Arthur's the more needy one, definitely. Yep. So... Besides, I do things on my video games that it amuse Evie, so it wasn't Because <laughs> we had a um, we had a lady over today, and she was like, "Oh my god!" Like looking after Lucas is like a full time job. You're like, yeah, we know. <laughs> like he just you put him down. He's like, absolutely not. Where? <laughs> Pick him up. Here's some toys. There's ah oh, no. We no, we love him though. He's a good boy. Yeah, good boy. He's a good boy. He just he just wants some love. Well, we give him plenty of love. We love the man. I call him the big fella. Yeah. <laughs> That's just, what'd you even say? I said he's a good little fella. Oh yes, yes. All right. All right, Ross. Let's uh let's get into some news. There's um there's been a couple of things going on. Let's go. <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah! Is that all? I fight for my friends. Yeah! My body is still all right, well, the back and forth there was a bit awkward there, bros, but it, I don't know. It's a bit weird online, isn't it? Oh, look, yeah, especially when, like, your camera's, like, fucking up every now and then. And <laughs> oh, mine is, is it? It de- Yeah, it does every now and then. It just, like, fucking stops. And then, like, if I don't hear something or whatever, like, because I've, I've always got, like, one earmuff off. And if I miss something, I'm um. like... Yeah. <laughs> Bryce has his muff off. <laughs> Get your muff off, Bryce. Yeah. Well, off. Yeah, yeah. It, make, it makes it hard. We, li- we live in Australia, everyone. We don't have internet here. We're at, we've actually got just like the, the cups of string from our houses just going to one another. And that's how we record a podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, just uh, amazing. It's pretty much what it is, yeah. Yeah. Um, technology advanced a little bit and we started using like uh, metal cups instead of like... Oh, it's, it's crazy. That was a revolutionary... Yeah. Oh experience God, yeah. 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 Jesus mm. Christ Jesus Christ yeah. holy fucking shit 
Yeah. So, Bryce, uh, I guess some of the biggest news for this week is we got a brand new Switch OLED limited edition model themed with uh, Splatoon 3 in mind. Just an absolutely gorgeous console with, uh, you know, decals all over the dock, a nice splatter. I think the Joy-Cons are the, the standout, just with the, the blue, purple, green, yellow. Look very nice. Anyone who hasn't seen it, go and check it out online. I'm sure a lot of people have seen it. But what's sort of your take of it off the bat? I think I, I love the Joy-Cons. Oh, they're awesome, aren't they? That's the standout. Fucking yeah. great Joy-Cons. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm a fan of the whole, like, etched pattern type, type deal as well. Like, I think it's all pretty good. I think it's all, like, very nice. But those Joy-Cons are so fucking unique. <laughs> mm. You know? It's not, the, it's not the type of thing you see out in the wild unless somebody's modified them, so. Yeah. And they've also, like, a brand new uh, Pro Controller coming out too, which I'm not a big fan of, Um Necessary. I think like the the ink uh, sort of pattern on the actual controller itself is cool, but the grips being um, sort of that bluey and yellowy color. I'm, like, I'm not a big fan of that. I preferred the pink and um, green from the other Pro controller a little bit more. I think, but mm-hmm. yeah, still still pretty cool. Um, it's a it's a little bit more here in Australia too. It's 550 bucks for yeah. the limited edition compared to I think it's 530. Can't quite remember, but. Yeah, a little, a little bit of a price jump, but limited edition. So if you're going to get it, you're going to get it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, pre- pretty cool. And I guess on the lead up to this as well, it was, it was uh, people sort of predicted this with um, Nintendo bringing down some of their trailers for the Switch OLED and uh, Switch Lite. A lot of people sort of going, oh, well, it looks like a new Switch is on the way, whether it's uh, a new model or it's just <laughs> a special edition. And it turned out to be the Splatoon one, which is pretty cool. Like I think one year to the date, exactly since the OLED model was announced. Is it? Yeah, I believe it was. Anyway, was it really? Was it really? Jesus Christ! Time has gone so fucking long. What the fuck? Something like that. Anyway, um, it was a bit later because I remember like everyone was hoping. I feel like, but- it, hasn't, I feel like it hasn't been that long, has it? Since it was well, announced. Since, since it was announced, anyway. It's pretty close, okay. anyway. Mm. So I don't know. Do you reckon you- where, where, where was OLED announced? Was it uh, E3 or post E3? Uh, yeah, post E3. Was yep. post E3? Yeah, because everyone was like, you know, everyone wanted the Switch Pro at... Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was too. At an E3, even they just dropped um, an OLED trailer. I was like, oh my God, this is it. Oh, no, it's not. Oh, well, so what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, okay. Now I remember. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. So, so does this make you want to pick one up, or you still um, like that? No. Like I, I need a replacement. Uh, my switch is in very dire straits. Uh, I am now missing the event entirely. Like the the grill for the event. Oh God! I. Yeah, it's gone. It's disappeared. It's whatever. There's more cracks in my switch than ever. Um, I kind of, I kind of want to pull it apart, get a new frame for it, redo it put it away just call it a day um or just put it away for now and sort it out later um and pick up an oled but i've got to uh i've got to sort out my uh computer first before anything because you know that, that that it sort of is what it is i'm using it for more things now um and then i will probably consider it i think it's uh i'm not sure i'm not sure i'll end up with the splatoon one but Mm. The trade deal, the trade deal that they currently got going for the OLEDs, 
pretty spicy. I just can't take advantage of it. So yeah, it's not bad because like um, at EB Games, you can trade in your I guess original Switch or whatever. Yeah, I guess it's your standard Switch, and you can get an OLED for two hundred bucks, which is pretty good. And I would say like the the upgrade is worth two hundred bucks for the screen alone, let alone the kickstand and everything else that comes along with the OLED model. I think it's absolutely fantastic. So if you needed a bit more of a push, you needed a few colors on it, I'll just jump on this. If, you, if your wife, your mum, your dad says, look, be a bit smarter with your money, young Tommy. Listen, um, son. Go, dad, go to hell. I'm getting the switch. <laughs> I'm getting the squidge. Yeah, I'm getting the squidge. I'm getting the squidge. Yeah. How do you? I'm so I think um, personally for me, like I'm, I'm not going to, I wouldn't jump on this one. And I think for Pokemon, it's going to be another Switch Lite. And I seem to be collecting the Pokemon Switch Lights. So I'll probably be picking up that uh, come November or October when that comes out. But I, th- I think it might be safe to say that we'll be getting a Breath of the Wild 2 Switch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll 100% jump on that. 110%. Yeah, yeah. Legend of Zelda that'd 1. Be, that'd be the thing for me too. Yeah. yeah. I'll probably hold on and just sort of see where it goes. Um, because I'm sort of I'm sort of aiming for like a, a decent upgrade in computer and like refreshing all that. It'll probably take me a while anyway. And by the time that happens, we'll have some idea of what's going on. Um, we, uh, we keep getting splattered with, oh, the Switch Pro is coming bullshit. But we'll, again, we'll sort of talk about that in a minute. But yeah, that ain't happening. So best forget about it. Yeah. Well, you know, it was never going to happen this year. If a few people were sort of um, thinking that it might have, this might have been the Switch Pro announcement. <laughs> and look, I don't want to hear that name ever again. <laughs> I've just been burnt so hard because... Um, I really want that product. I really want an upgraded Switch, but just uh, with how heavily rumored it was a year or so ago and how just burnt we got, I'm like, just just enjoy what we've got. <laughs> just play <laughs> play the system that you've got in your hand, for the love of God, because we'll probably play very similar games. But um, if you want a nicer screen, there's the OLED. <laughs> it's a good fucking screen too. Now, I, I was just thinking this, like, if the, if the OLED sticks around for another year or so and Breath of the Wild comes out, we probably will get a limited edition OLED. But if, uh, say, um, a different model comes out that does want to utilize Breath of the Wild as a big launch game, we probably won't get a limited edition Zelda one, which would be disappointing. We'll just get the standard <laughs> one with it. Um, mm-hmm. So it's kind, of, um, it's kind of a monkey's paw there. We get a better system to play a very anticipated game better. Or we just we don't get pretty colours on it on the existing old one that we've already got. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh. yeah. I'm kind of just. I don't really want it to happen the same way 3ds's went though, where it's just fucking everything. Um, obviously we sort of went that mm. way with the lights. Um, a little and bit, yeah. we had we had a few of the normal editions sort of like filter through, but. I just I don't really want OLEDs to go that way because they're too expensive to collect. Oh yeah, <laughs> like yeah, with the lights, it's maybe not maybe it's not so bad, but like OLEDs, they're just fucking so expensive. I follow um, a guy on Instagram. He collect he's collected every single SKU of the Nintendo Switch in Australia. 
So oh, like, God. so like the Fortnite one, like every single one, every single sort of uh, combination of things put into a switch box, he's got. Which I'm like, holy crap! The, the amount of money that would cost would be big money. Yeah, ho- hopefully he doesn't have any kids to put in university or anything. <laughs> no, no. Um, but yeah, I, I could imagine paying five five fifty. Like, oh look, there's a Splatoon one. That's nice. Because I would love those Joy Cons, and Nintendo knows this. And when we sort of saw the Switch, we're like, oh cool, like we just buy the Joy Cons. We don't have to buy a new system if we want like a limited edition. Nintendo's like. Actually, no, we will send you, sell you the whole system with it as well. <laughs> yeah. Those filthy dogs. They are a bloody filthy dogs, those people. They are. How do they? So do you want to take the next couple of news stories, Bryce, since you chucked them in? Uh, sure. So we've got, um, we've got some statistics here, some Ooh. good little statistics. So Bryce is bringing the sadis- statistics. Yeah, because, because <laughs> I put statistics. it in there because you, you like your statistics. Oh, yeah, um, I like it. So uh, the latest uh, the latest Japanese video game software and hardware charts are now with thanks to the team sales tracker at Famitsu for the week of the 27th of June to 3rd of July. The number one game this week is the new Monster Hunter Rise expansion, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak, which is being sold as individual DLC and also as a double pack, uh, which includes the base game on Nintendo Switch along with the expansion. The Nintendo Switch family systems continue to remain the best-selling hardware platform in Japan, uh, shifting an additional 84,000 units this week. So... Um, the top software sales for this week are all Nintendo games. They usually are. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, we got Monster Hunter Rise uh, with Sunbreak set at the top. Uh, Nintendo Switch Sports, Fire Emblem Warriors, Three Hopes, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, and Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Uh, Land uh, followed by three games that are Nintendo, then two more Nintendo games. Uh, Gran Turismo 7, Demon Slayer, uh, Demon Slayer Hinokami, uh, Hinokami Chronicles, Minecraft. Uh, <laughs> that was because I wasn't expecting Minecraft. That was weird. Minecraft? <laughs> yeah, and then I got something stuck in my throat as I went higher. Um, <laughs> Ring Fit Adventure and Mario Strikers Battle League at number ten. Mm. Uh, the hardware, the hardware sales, the top three are Switch, Switch, uh, uh, Switch OLED, Switch, and Switch Lite. So continues to kick ass. Um, new, new TD, new TDS is still on the charts this week too. <laughs> so that's weird. Yeah, that's <laughs> interesting. Very yeah, um, yeah, that's not something that happens like all that often. Yeah, because um, like, you know, the 3DS has been discontinued for like a little while now. So whether they're still making it in Japan or they just got plenty of stock, I don't know. That's interesting because yeah. I know um, over here, like 3DS prices, they've just skyrocketed. If you want to get a 3DS now, um, mm-hmm. you're going to be pretty much paying just what they're worth or more. Um, oh, God, yeah. I've got the new uh, 3DS XL Majora's Mask edition and that's like a $600 console. Yeah, yeah. Which That's is right. which is nuts. I remember seeing it at um, Avcon, obviously a few years ago. Now we haven't gone out in public for a while, uh, but I remember seeing it for four hundred bucks there. I'm like, well, that's a good console to own. Then I'm happy of all that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you got to buy the goes pre- up in value. You buy the pretty gold Zelda things, and that's right. Um, yeah, money. So yeah, that's the thing is they'll just keep going up here because we are the uh, we are the country with uh, very little um, leftover. If you know what I'm saying. I know what you're saying. In the US, they've always got plenty of stock. Mm. Anyway, 
Um, so the next one that we would we had on the list there was the Pokemon Company to produce an unscripted show for Pokemon Trading Card Game, which I thought was really weird. It is, yeah. Um, the popularity of the Pokemon Trading Card Game shows no sign of slowing down, and to capitalize on this, the Pokemon Company has revealed that it is looking to produce an unscripted series involving Pokemon TCG. A casting website has been has been set up looking for applicants who would be interested in participating in the show and who live in Los Angeles, California. You can apply to take part here. Welcome to the official casting page for a show focused on the Pokemon trading card game. We are looking for players and TCG enthusiasts of all ages to participate in the fun, uplifting Pokemon trading card game project. So I'm guessing it's just going to be a small promotional series. Yeah, I guess so. I, I went into like t- trying to apply for the show. It's like, do you live um in LA or an hour an hour around it? I'm like, mm, no, not quite. No, other side of the world. Uh, is that close? I enough? can teleport. Yeah, I can teleport. So if you actually want to fill this full thing out, it's sixty three questions. It's like, all right, jeez. Mm, yeah. yeah, it's a big boy, big boy to yeah. fill out. It'd be interesting. It'd be like um you know, here in Australia, we got Lego Masters, which is you know pretty cool. Like these kids come and build like Lego. And, uh, you know, got to be creative and stuff. And it'll be interesting to see if this is like a similar type show where kids come on and just want to like show off their cards and show off their strategies. And I think that'd be pretty cool. Or it's just going to be a <laughs> bunch of big man babies like us. Just like, oh, look, look at my Charizard. Got it. So pristine condition. I spent, I've spent a million bucks on this bloody card and you just get a bunch of losers like us. No, we're not losers, Bryce, are we? No, not at all. No. We are very cool and attractive. <laughs> we are so cool. And we cool. are. We can say we that. Are incredible. We can. We mm. can say we're attractive because this is audio medium. We can look at. We can look however you want us to look, ladies and gentlemen. However you want us to look. That's right. Yeah, we can morph with dittos. So I, I um I brought this in uh, talking about Pokemon as well. This is from Go Nintendo, and Pokemon Co is the world's fifth biggest licensor. And the article reads, we all know that the Pokemon brand is absolutely huge, bringing in billions of dollars each year. Ever wonder just how big Pokemon branding is? Now we have an answer. Thanks to Licensed Global Magazine. Jeez, everyone's always, always read that magazine. Uh, Licensed Global Magazine just published its global license report for 2022. And it includes a big breakdown just how much bank the Pokemon brand is making. Here's the stats that were offered up. Pokemon Co. made $8.5 billion in licensing revenue. The Pokemon Co. came in number five on the list overall. Pokemon Co. rose from number eight in 2021 with uh, $5.1 billion. The rise in revenue comes from the 25th anniversary celebrations. So all of the shit they're trying to sell us, which I bought a lot of. I bought like the jumbo cards, completed that set, spent a lot of money on Pokemon cards, and now I am out <laughs> of the Pokemon card scene. Fuck that. It's way too much money. <laughs> I still buy a couple packs every now and then. Or I do not feed my my heroin addiction, Bryce. You're either in or you're out. You're either got a needle hanging out your wrist or your buddy. Mate, you're just, off. Just do, going for a just walk. Do what I, just do what I do. I go into Kmart. Oh, okay. I buy one pack of card and generally half the time I actually walk out with a lot more than if I just bought a whole fucking box, to be honest. You know? What's what I did what the you, other day. What are you pulling lately, Bryce? What you... What you getting? Did you see what I put in the cards chat the other the other? Oh, the I other haven't. Week? No, look, Bryce. Like I said, I'm either. I got a gold. I got a, I got a gold trainer card. Oh, that's that's great. That's awesome. I, I literally I, I picked a I picked a single pack off the shelf out of Kmart because Kmart's my lucky store. 
And then I walked out to the car, opened the pack, and there was a fucking gold fucking tablet dispenser or some bullshit. I'm like, oh, sweet. I have two gold cards now. And I put it away. Well, there you go. Like, yes. You know, sweet. Uh, we've got a bit of a Pokemon card chat going on with uh, Brendan and Dane. And look, man, I can't, I can't check out those pretty cards. Otherwise, I'll want some. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Doesn't get used very often anymore, but whenever I pull something, I'll put it in there. Hmm. You know? All right. So you got a new story about Xenoblade now, Bros? That's right. I do. Sorry, my phone went inactive. Oh, that's all right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Freaking phone. Uh, we have um, uh, in France, Nintendo will have a Xenoblade 3 presentation at Japan Expo 2022 this month. Um, what? Nintendo France. <laughs> well, uh, just let me read on. Yeah. <laughs> Nintendo France has tweeted that they will be holding a special Xenoblade Chronicles 3 presentation at this month's Japan Expo in Paris. Oh, yeah, gotcha. Okay. Oh. Which is sure to, which is sure to, which is sure to a fun event. will have their own stand at the event, uh, though the lineup for it has yet to be confirmed. Xenoblade Chronicles 3 will be released on 29th of July, and if you missed it, you can read our hands-on preview here. Uh, and the announcement reads, A special presentation of Xenoblade Chronicles 3 awaits you on Thursday, July 14th at our stand. So yes, it was this week um, at Nintendo Japan Expo. So is on it... The program, sorry, on, on the program, an in-depth discovery of the combat system and a taste of the vast world uh, that awaits you on July 29th. Very nice. Yeah. So is there anything that you're hoping to see or you're hoping not to see trying to go in um, just blind into the game? Yeah. Yeah, that they fucking teach people how the combat works not 75% into the game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basi- basically, I don't I don't want that. That that's the one thing that like stopped people stopped a hell of a lot of people from enjoying 2. Um even though like 2 is by Every inch and mile, in my opinion, a better combat system than the first game. Easily, um, it doesn't. It doesn't teach everything it needs to until way too late. So, but we've had that discussion many times before, so I don't really need to explain that. <laughs> you are uh, better looking up how the combat works in Xenoblade Chronicles Two, and then playing it. Yeah, get the tutorial outside of the game. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Which I'll, I'll keep that silly. in mind for when I play it in twenty thirty. <laughs> well, yeah, you don't you don't want to get fifty hours in. You don't want to get fifty hours in, and it's like, you know, oh look, here's this thing that would have been really useful to know earlier, but we're only telling you now. Mm. It's really irritating, actually. Oh, just keep you on your toes, bros. <laughs> the games are got to make it interesting somehow. Just save some information, save some mechanic information that you don't need to know. Um, mm-hmm. just to uh, screw you over a couple of times. So when you do learn it, you feel really good. Game design. That's right. There you go. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Um, I guess next up, Ross, you've got here Mario Plus Rabbits, Sparks of Hope producer chats about the roster from My Nintendo News. And uh, just off the bat, Ross, do you care about this game? Are you getting this game? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm a bit the same. Everyone's so hyped about it. It looks awesome. Like, it really does look great, but I'm just sort I of... 
I want to play the first game, but I just don't. I, it's not. It's not high on my priority list, and I've got it because it's really cheap all the time. I just don't have it high on my priority list, so I've just never really bothered. Yeah, I, I'm kind of. I'm kind of the same, and I don't know. I'm just not. I don't want to support Ubisoft that they've done nothing to earn my dollar, <laughs> and uh, well, kind of apart from this, like they've they've killed like a lot of the games I did really like from them, like in the early tens. Um, I really loved. Rayman Origins, Rayman Legends, the UbiArts games they were doing, um, and they just sort of stopped that and just continued doing what made them money, which I don't blame them for, like Assassin's Creed and Far Cry and stuff. I think that's, of, of course, if it makes you money, but diving into the NFTs and everything that they're sort of doing lately, just throwing mud at the wall, just seeing what free-to-play game sticks, and I kind of just got yeah. no identity, and I just don't want to support them and it, it's it's it makes it tricky when like oh look here's a Mario game it looks like Mario Galaxy I was like oh my god that looks great but I'm gonna stick to my guns I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dive just because you got a you got access to Mario um, yeah that's right if you had access to a uh, Zelda master would stuff no. Ubisoft you you get Zelda's um, Creed because did you see what what happened on Steam with um, Liberation HD. No. Oh, so basically, they're they're bringing the game off the service, and mm. um, from September first, you can't buy it anymore. And it also said that owners of the game couldn't play it anymore. Mm. So they were taking it away from people, and people people had a bit of a bit of a grump about it. And as um, they should, yeah, as they should. Which you know, they're taking away your rights to a game you bought, and something like Liberation. It was a, originally a, a PlayStation Vita game, and they brought it to. Um, modern consoles. I think it might have been PS3 and all that at the time. Not quite sure, but um, it, it kind of sucks. I think I think they've gone back and they have reversed it. So if you do own the game on Steam, you can continue to play it uh, like from September first. But they're sort of like they're not they're not doing a lot right, really. Ubisoft, apart from apart from this game, I think I think a lot of Nintendo fans are, are keen for it. And it's personally like one of the one of the Switch exclusives. Um probably not going to be covering on the on the show just from my own personal point. But anyone who's excited about it, I think going to have a lot of fun. I think it's going to be a great game. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I think it's going to be great. But I just, yeah, it's like anything anything else Ubi puts out these days. It's like, you know, I'm sure it's going to be, sure it's going to be fine. It's going to be serviceable. But then you've got the fucking backhanded business practices that yeah. all these bigger gaming companies do and stuff like It's It's... It's harder to get behind bigger gaming companies these days. It's not not a lot of fun <laughs> at all. Yeah. And I don't know, in, in some ways too, you can find yourself becoming very like a curmudgeon, just like, oh, everyone's everyone's doing bad stuff. Because like you know, everyone is. Like Nintendo is is not above a lot of uh, you know, shady stuff. That in my eyes they're they're better than some. But mm-hmm. how how they sort of string the consumer along, I, I think it's just um annoying to be honest when it comes to nintendo yeah. but um yeah, yeah i agree we we don't um shy away from saying saying that when when we think it's there on no, the show that's yeah. right well yeah because it's it's disingenuous and i don't think you know i'd rather be honest yeah <laughs> i'd rather be honest about these things because because like you know there's there's like there's a, there's there's many things that you could just be like, all right, I'm just going to suck the dick of this product. Well, you know, maybe maybe they'll maybe they'll uh, you know 
give me the benefit. But like, yeah, no, even even it's not worth it at that point. Even it's just if I want the product, I can buy yeah. it. It's not a big deal. Yeah, now Bryce said sucking the dick's not worth it. He's learned that from experience. Not mm. worth it. Makes a mess. All right. Moving on. <laughs> well. Uh, there's a brand new Mighty Bowser Lego figure coming out in October. Looks pretty cool. This is from Vooks.net. The article reads, there's more Super Mario 64 themed Lego on the way with Lego announcing Bowser is getting uh, his own set dubbed the Mighty Bowser. At $400 Australian, you get a 32-centimeter poseable Bowser statue that can be used for display or play with the Mario Lego, Mario, Luigi, and Peach figures. The stand Bowser... Oh, the stand Bowser stance on, okay, that threw me off a bit, is the battle platform with destructible towers that can be knocked over. On the back of the figure, there are two buttons which, bow, which move Bowser's head and one trigger that opens his mouth as well. You can also make him shoot out a fireball. The set is out October 1st and can be pre-ordered from the Lego store and other retailers as well. So looks pretty cool. Um Honestly, I, I sort of looked at the actual figure itself. I thought it looked pretty cool. I did not read the price. Probably not picking up for 400 bucks. <laughs> no. Um, no. It's kind of what, look, what I would personally jump on, I've said this every single set that's come out, I would jump on a big elaborate Peach's Castle set. That's what I would get. I'd spend 400 bucks on a massive like Peach's Castle and uh, the last set, which was a Mario 64 sort of diorama set where it was the um, the question mark block where like a little Peach's Castle came out, little Bob on Battlefield come out, like little sort of stages from the game come out. But it wasn't enough. That's just like a tiny little thing. I want like a big elaborate set. Um, not so much Bowser. Maybe maybe not for 400 bucks, but everyone's got their price. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, yeah, if you're willing to buy into it, you're willing to buy into it, I suppose. I'm definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. So like Jade, Jade bought an expensive expensive uh, Lego Lego set once. It was like $220 or something like that. And it was like Mines of Moria or something. Um, and I'm like, oh. What is what what is that Mines of Moria? No, fucking Lord of the Rings. Okay, yeah, yeah. So that's cool. But at the same mm. time, holy shit. But like then then again, like. That sounds ooh, cheap. That was, two, <laughs> that was $220. Well, the thing is, is these days it's probably worth 300 plus. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it's it's one of those things where it's just the inflation's gone up so high on stuff mm. like that these days that it's just yeah, it's a little bit concerning. Yeah, because stuff that I'm looking at now, I'd love to now that I've been watching a lot of Star Wars, I would love to do like one of those um like one of those ships. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, don't know where yeah. I put it though. That's like the a thing. Millennium Falcon or something. Yeah, yeah, that'd be dope. Yeah. Um, last news story. It's kind of a nothing news story, but it's uh, I guess it's interesting if it ever pops up. You know who's behind the marketing when you watch a Nintendo Direct from GamesIndustry.biz. Nintendo confirms new VP of Sales, Marketing, and Communications. So the article reads, Devin Pritch, uh, Pritchard has been named Executive Vice President of Sales, Marketing, and Communications at Nintendo. She's been acting uh, executive um, in that role since November uh, 2021 and will be reporting to president of Nintendo America Doug Bowser uh, Pritchard joined Nintendo in 2006 and previously was the firm's executive vice president of business affairs and publisher relations she re- recently oversaw the launch of Pokemon Legends Arceus, Kirby in the Forgotten Land and Nintendo Switch Sports 
Bowser commented, quote, Devon's years of leadership at Nintendo give her a deep understanding of our people, our products, and our fans. I have worked closely with Devon over the years, and she will use her knowledge of the brand and unique set of skills to help expand our markets, drive engagement, and grow our business through fresh ideas, inspired thinking that will help Nintendo continue to put smiles on the faces of our customers. End quote. Oh. So, yeah. So if you ever get a really nice advertisement, you get like, oh, that was a great Nintendo Direct. Go, thanks, Devin. Give her give a bit of a wink. I don't know if she's got a Twitter account, but give her give her a buddy. That was a ripper marketing. That got me hyped for your product. Thanks, Dev. Thanks, Dev. Appreciate it, mate. Yeah, nah, you're a you're a bloody legend, Dev. Mm. So yeah, it is. So we might see Dev um take over Doug Bowser when Doug Bowser's like, I want to retire and write a book. Might see Dev take the ranks. Since it seems to be the the marketing sort of um, firm at Nintendo that seems to <laughs> make its way up to the the president. Yeah, it does. Yeah, well, I suppose you got to sell a product, right? That's right. Mm. You you got to you got to sell a couple. You got to keep the doors open. You don't just uh, yeah, make the games and you don't cheeky little boxes of Kellogg's. You know. Yeah, you're like, oh look, what if we put an, an amiibo tag in this? Like, bloody dev. We've already done that idea, but everyone buy it anyway. That's an expensive box of Kellogg's mm. shit. Oops, oops! All amiibo tags. Oh well, that that actually happened. I don't I don't know if we got him in Australia, but do you remember that when there was the Mario amiibo cereal boxes? Everyone was uh, collecting. Oh yeah, yeah, but I'm talking like a box of cereal that's just amiibo tags. Oh, so, so it's not actually edible. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, like Captain Crunch, like Captain Crunch, Captain Crunch's uh, oops all berries, but it's no, it's, oops all amiibo cards. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just thinking like so everybody, if, everybody's throwing out and fucking Animal Crossing cards. Yeah, well, that's what I was about to say. Like maybe there's a Filbert card in there. Maybe I should get. Yes, maybe, 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 maybe. So if if you, if you were Devin, what would be your first uh, sort of uh, task? You know, the new sales, marketing, and communications role. You're like, all right, time to hold a Nintendo Direct. And we're going to make up a bunch of games that don't actually exist just to feel the hype to our loving customers. Doug, get your fucking ass out of your little captain's chair. Go down to the camera room and make a name for yourself, you fucking dickhead. Pretty much. is pretty much what I think. <laughs> Shine up that company, head of yours and company, get on camera. Company, company, company's lost personality. It needs, it needs to get it back. It's, it's really... It, it's gone down the same path that the the PlayStation their high horse went, and like, yeah, just needs to go back. And it's the same path that Xbox went down its high horse. You know what I mean? Just, just need to stop. Yeah, get back to where you were. Do what you were doing. Keep your customers happy because you just. I don't know what it is, but the companies just don't seem to understand that this is an up and down, up and down cycle for them. It's like literally a fucking roller coaster. Up down, fucking up down, fucking up down, fucking up down. Like he, just why don't you just maintain what you're doing and keep going up? It makes no sense. <laughs> stop Stupid. failing. Just keep going up. No, stop. Stop ignoring your customers as soon as you get successful. It makes no sense. I just don't get it. It's weird. Anyway. Yeah. Well, maybe that's why they brought Devin in. You know, he'll continue to put smiles on the face of our customers. D- Dev. We don't know how to get it back, Dev. 
How do we get it back, Dev? Yeah, Please. I don't know. All right, that's enough about Dev. Let's move on to the red coin releases, eh? <laughs> oh, Sober Ross, you, you got some bloody doozies here for the red coin releases, so why don't you let us know what's going on with your uh, picks here? <laughs> well, have I got some picks for you? Oh. Uh, well, what we have on the... We have a few on the list this week. We actually have six. We do? We got uh, basically three each or so, I think. Uh, so, just letting you know that the uh, that Pokemon Puzzle League is the next game that is coming to uh, the N64 expansion pack, um, and that is a fucking good puzzle game. Yeah, it's a fucking great puzzle game. I rented that game over so many times when Video Easy was a thing. Um, I'm glad that it's coming because I was not expecting it to be honest, but I'm glad it is. So, um, it's just a modified version of another puzzle game. I can't can't remember exactly what it was. Tetris Attack. That's it. And um, you should just play it. It's a pretty fucking good game. I'm definitely going to play the shit out of it. I'll be honest. Yeah, I, um, I never played Puzzle League. Um, none of my friends had it. They were at a 64, so I never played it. Oh, I never had it. I only ever rented it. So it was sort of just like, yeah. Yeah, so I'm keen to play it. Um, the other thing that sort of came up this week was uh, Klonoa Fantasy Reverie, uh, which um, if you know anything about Klonoa, Klonoa has a bit of history as a, as a video game. Um, it was a 2.5D sort of platformer adventure game um that had its uh, had its little cult fan base it never really went too far past that though uh so it's up for 70 bucks in the eShop, and it's also on steam as well uh, i'm not sure about the other consoles but there you go anyway uh klonoa is back klonoa is a 3d side scrolling action game series whose first title was released by namco in 1997 Set in a unique universe populated by a range of original characters, the game follows the hero, Klonoa, as he sets off on a journey to save the world. Ooh, big uh, stakes for the fella. I know, right? Commemorating the 25th anniversary of the first title in the series, we are pleased, pleased to announce the release of Klonoa Fantasy Reverie Series, a remastered title combining both Klonoa Door to Phantom, uh, Phantom Isle and Klonoa 2 Lunatis of Vale. The world of the games and their gameplay elements remains unchanged, while the graphics have been upgraded. Adjustable difficulty settings have also been introduced to make the games more accessible to first-time players. Enjoy a nostalgic trip down memory lane playing this new and improved Klonoa. So, it's a remaster, but it's good to see that, like, as a mascot, Klonoa is not forgotten. Because Klonoa is actually a character that people wanted in Smash. Yeah. Yeah. So It's, it's always been a series I've been wanting to play, so... It's going to be a great title to put in my wish list. I'm not going to pick it up for 70 bucks, but it'll, no, it's definitely, yeah. definitely a sale it, title for me, yeah. That, that's right, when it goes down. Um, so we have a new bundle that's come up on uh, Steam for Ghana and Ghana 2. On uh, Steam? The, uh, on Steam. On the, uh, it, actually, I'm pretty sure it is on Steam as yeah, well. Yeah, it will um, be, yeah. But. <laughs> and uh, and uh, the Switch store uh, called Ghana 2 Lose Your Head Deluxe Bundle, uh, which includes Ghana, Ghana and Ghana 2. Um, I watched you play Ghana for the first time around the time it released, and uh, I thought it was yeah. pretty neat looking. This so. was a very uh, early um, Switch indie game on the eShop. It was, mm. yeah, and it got a it got a sequel, and uh, now it's got a bundle. So, uh, lose your head bundle contains a, co a combination almost guaranteed to make your head pop. You get both Ghana two and Ghana. Ghana is a tough as hell procedurally generated two D platformer with roguelike elements following the largely misunderstood and altruistic ick on a journey to cheer up his one and only friend in this world, a giant land-bound whale named Sally, by searching for the for just the right trinket in the deep and dark places nearby. In Gone 2, journey your way uh, through deep, dark, chaotic 
places and unimaginable sparks of color as you go on a mission to help death rid of a mystery pre mysterious presence from a lair. Battle crazy bosses lose your head a lot in this messy, cute, fast-paced, procedurally generated platformer. So, um, yeah, I thought it was cool that uh, he's, that it's in a bundle. It's there for fifteen dollars instead of thirty, so you actually get the whole bundle for only two dollars more than what the first game is worth. So that's pretty good value. That's pretty good value. I thought it was worth putting in there. Yeah, um, Gonna was pretty cool. I it's been a long time since I played it, so I can't remember like if it's, if, if it's like a definite recommend in today's sort of library on the Switch. Um, but I definitely had fun with it when it came out. Yeah, yeah. Um, it uh, it was very weird looking, and I, oh yeah, yeah. I, it definitely it definitely caught my attention when you were playing it, and I was just like, "What the fuck?" Is the, art, the art style is something def definitely to um, check out. It's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, we've got uh, AI, the Somnium Files Nirvana Initiative uh, for ninety dollars. So this is the next next game in the uh, AI series, I guess. Uh, we had the first one not all that long ago. It just uh, sort of piqued my interest because I thought the games looked pretty cool, like a visual novel yeah. Um, yeah, they are. So, yeah. sort of experience. And uh, the first game was on sale for like 12 bucks on Switch. I'm like, it's... oh, should I jump onto it? I didn't because it's on Game Pass. So I'm yeah. like, oh, no, yeah. well, I might as well save my 12 bucks. But um, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I think, I think yeah. it's pretty cool. It's it's a, it's a title that's going to be my wish list. I got, I got a massive wish list on Switch, so... Um, well, just keep it, adding to it. If it's going cheap, if it's going cheap, you know, you know, you can pick it up. Yeah. Anyway, uh, six years ago, the right half of a corpse was discovered. The left half was never found until six years later, completely fresh with no signs of decay. Now, special agents Mizuki and Ryuki, uh, along with their AI partners Aiba and Tama, are tasked to solve the bizarre half-body serial killings while unveiling the mysterious plot known only as the Nirvana Initiative. So, yeah, sounds pretty exciting. I don't really know much about the plot of the first game, so I have no real input on it. I, think uh, I, I was listening to a couple of um, shows on it from Carpool Gaming. Um, mm -hmm. By the sounds of it, it, you can play this without playing the first game, but I'm not yeah, an right, expert so it's whatsoever. Not, so it's not, it's not a direct sequel, so that's okay. Mm. Okay. Uh, we've got Time on Frog Island as as the next one up, uh, which has for some reason brought me to the My Nintendo Store. Okay, weird, weird. Um, Time on Frog Island uh, for twenty dollars at the moment. <laughs> um, shipwrecked on a strange island, a terrible storm ravages the seas around you, casting your mighty vessel into the perilous rocks of a nearby island. You awake to find your ship in pieces, shipwrecked on a strange island filled with frogs. A spaghetti network of trades will take you all over this strange island as you seek out materials to fix your boat. You will meet a cast of friendly characters, solve your he solve head scratching puzzles. If I can stumble over myself again, find hidden treasures, and much more as you explore the world of time on Frog Island. Yeah. So you put this one on the list. What what uh, what catches you about this one, hey? Uh, I I really like sort of like the the casual art style. Um, basically, you can just go around this island do stuff at your own sort of leisure, doing puzzles, interacting with characters. Um, don't know. Um, it, it, was, it looks... When I was looking on the eShop, just I'm like, wow, there's a lot of crap out. <laughs> but there is. This, Especially this, the next one I talk about. Yeah. yeah. But this one looks, looks looks pretty cool. So I thought I'd just bring it up to... Um, up Give it some highlights. Check it out, yeah. But the, yeah, this yeah. this next one's a doozy, Bryce, and it's the this, cheapest. This, this, it's the cheapest one, at least. <laughs> it, it's it's cheap as hell, but it caught it caught me by surprise. 
<laughs> because oh. it's not exactly something that I expected on the eShop, like at all. Like nice. not even in the slightest. That really fucking surprised me. It's called Elves Fantasy Hand Type Puzzle. Jesus Christ. How it's $3.99. Um, a relaxing puzzle game full of beautiful art featuring sexy elves. <laughs> On Elves Fantasy Hand Type Puzzle, you have to complete each girl's picture by relocating, rotating, or swapping different tiles. Explore the small endearing castle full of paintings of beautiful elves and enjoy the tranquility of the 3D map before taking on a new puzzle. The game offers a random mode that unlocks once you complete all puzzles. Now, oh, please. it is MA15 yeah. plus and contains strong nudity, which is the thing that really fucking caught me off guard. That really caught me off guard for a Switch title. Well, the for thing is, like, with, exactly that, with, the, the with the age rating, I think the MA15 plus is incredibly disappointing. I needed that just hardcore <laughs> R-rated 18 plus. If you're going to give us some elf hentai... Give it to us properly, all right? I want to unlock that puzzle and just be like, holy crap, my, my palms are sweaty. My switch is just slipping out of my hands. What I'm seeing on my OLED screen is just making my eyes water and glee. Um, but with that type of rating, you can just tell that it's just it's just teasing you pretty much. Mm-hmm. Do you want to be teased yeah. for four bucks? No, nah, I'm good. No. <laughs> Jesus I just Christ. thought it was really strange to see on the eShop, to be honest. It's yeah. not, especially with just the name itself, I thought would have just been like the thing that absolutely would have tipped it over the margin. No, Nintendo doesn't didn't... care. <laughs> they don't care apparently, at all. Apparently not. Apparently not. Apparently it's just there now. And so you can, you know, get your, get your hentai puzzle game. It's right in the title, so it's not hard to find. Looks like, yeah, um, looks like you can make your own gallery like it says image gallery but looks like it looks like a bit like doom 64 in like a dungeon where like all your paintings go up and you can like check them out i don't know from the screenshots i don't i don't, I don't like this whatsoever <laughs> <laughs> i know and i didn't either that's why i was like all right that's going in i'm gonna talk about that that's fucking yeah what the shit it was uh it was worth having a look at i guess that's about a bit that's about it i didn't put it up there for any other reason yeah. i just thought it was the oddity because like the, the good thing about these types of games say on playstation or xbox they usually give out really easy achievements and trophies so like if, mm. if you just like spending four bucks getting a platinum trophy calling it a night that's great but just on mm-hmm. switch like just all the crap comes out there's, there's no point for it even the titles no. that are made just for being easy trophies and achievements when they come to switch they're just pointless they're just uh just a, literally a waste of space. You don't get anything out of them. You don't even get a nice little point next to your name. Um, so yeah, Nintendo really—they really need to sort of clean up their their product quality when it comes to the eShop. But I guess um, more of this will come out. They'll just keep it making it slower and slower each time we try and go on there to actually spend money. So yeah, well, <laughs> you know. You say that on sale for 50 cents? Whoa. <laughs> oh, God, I'm going to see some sex eels today, Bryce. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Bryce. I'll give you the four bucks. You play it for me. You just send me the screenshots of the completed puzzles. <laughs> All right, you give me those cheeky eels. Yeah, you're right. It's not even popular enough to fucking look it up on Google.com. I'd like I won't to. Have the, <laughs> I won't have the completed ones up there. You know how you can share your uh, screenshots from the Switch, obviously? Um, for the next week, we see it's just like screenshot, <laughs> hashtag Nintendo Switch, hashtag Elves Fantasy Hentai Puzzle, then just like all the puzzles I'm completing. is like, oh, here you go, internet, for free. 
There <laughs> you go. I'm spoiling it for you, boys. Oh, no, don't spoil it. I wanted to see those nice outfits on my I own accord. To discover the world of fantasy, elf's fantasy hentai puzzle on my own. No. Yeah. Anyway. Rule 34. Just go on that, my friends. Just go on that. Anyway, Bryce, I reckon that brings us to the end of the show. You've got to gallivant off. That's correct. Yes, I do indeed have to gallivant off, but we made pretty good time. We did pretty good time. Yeah, yeah, that we was, did. It was, it was great talking to you again. And uh, I know, I know, just for the audience, you know, it's a little bit weird, sort of when we're sort of disconnecting and stuff online. We're sorry about that. Yeah, but yeah, um, no, yeah, it's all good. It's all good. I cannot wait for um, you know us to podcast in person again. Miss it quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, um, it, it is like a case of like finding the right time to do it and stuff like that. And at the moment, it's just constant cycle of like bullshit. But like, um, we will get there. We will get there. We do need to uh, do Mario Strikers review as well, which um, was the other thing that I had to bring up. Was it? Uh, we'll, we're working on that. We'll get there soon. <laughs> but um, yeah, it is. It has sort of been like on the back burner as opposed to like just actually getting the podcast done in the first place. So, yeah, we no, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that it's uh, sort of, you know, gone off a little bit. We're outside of the hype cycle and we've seen that uh, the drop-off of the game has been very quick. So, um, it's probably a good thing that we've sort of waited yeah. a little bit. So, hopefully we'll get that done this um, month sometime. Um, well, yeah. I like, I, you know, without going too far into... Discussing it too much. <laughs> Just do it right now. <laughs> Never I hour. like I like the game, but it suffers the same fucking shit that they keep doing with sports titles, and it's unhealthy. And they just need to fucking stop. And they've ruined a potential, like, because they're going to look at this, they're going to go, "Well, that didn't do well," and they're going to throw it in the bin, and we're just never going to see fucking Strikers game again. This this had every this had have had every fucking possibility to be a fucking incredible incredible game, and it, you know. Kind of fell short. So anyway, we'll talk about it though. We will. So everybody, thank you very much for listening to episode 227 of the House of Mario, the South Australian Nintendo podcast. If you'd like to join us on our Discord, you can, there's an invite in the show notes for you. You can uh, join our house game club featuring Star Tropics. You can join our uh, Mario Strikers football club. You can do lots of things in there. Or you can just talk to us and our other lovely community members over there. That's correct. They you are. can. They are all very, very wonderful people. They are. they are. They are indeed. Yes. But until then, guys, the doors to the house of Mario, they're closed. We'll catch you later. Sayonara. The House of Mario, a Nintendo podcast, is lovingly crafted and recorded in the southeast of South Australia. The show is produced and hosted by me, Drew Agnew, and my co-host is Bryce DeWitt. If you enjoy my work here and on my other podcasts, Encore at the House of Mario, A Drew Story, and Kraken Furfies, help spread the word by sharing us with a mate or leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you would like to show further support and help me achieve my goal of freeing up one working day a week to spend more time refining and creating podcasts, please consider checking out patreon.com slash idruby where for only $1 you get access to my secret recordings where I share everything behind the scenes. A big thank you to the legend DJ for supporting the content at the podcast producer level on Patreon. From the bottom of my heart, 
Thank you.